Yeah. What up, what up, what up, what What's up? up? Hey, y'all. Hey. Hey, Tommy. Hey, India. <laughs> Ooh, it's like we've been recording like. Bruh. Like, <laughs> area of the day. Yes. <laughs> Lord. So we are back to our normal schedule. Yes, we are. Every other week. I had a couple people DM me yeah, asking me if um, <laughs> we were going every week with recording. No, no, ma'am. No, sir. No, that's. <laughs> That's, that's not our ministry right that now. That is life. not what is happening. <laughs> it would Don't be awesome. Don't you believe it? Um, but we still have full time jobs. Yeah, so we ain't, we can't be doing that. So but we won't be doing that. But we did give y'all some treats yes. over the last month or yes, so of, we day, did. of posting every week. Um, but that is not what we're doing. Yeah, today. and just real quick. So if you didn't have a chance to um, go listen to uh, the podcast that we recorded live from the expo, go and listen. I know in the um, little write up we did, the little mm-hmm. blurb we do. I didn't name everybody that we talked to. Right. I just kind of hit the highlights. But there was a lot of people that we talked to that are very interesting. So, you know, go yeah. back and take a listen. 16 people, I think. Yeah, is it, what was we did. 16 so it was a total of 16 people, I think. 16 interviews wrapped up into one one extended interview. <laughs> exactly. I'll say I won't say long. Extended interviews. So we did clips of people. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. It was not full interviews. But some of those people we will be bringing on for a full interview because... They're exactly. very interesting. Exactly. So like we had the guys from that. Runner's Edge. I don't think I talked yes. about them. We had Ronald Joseph was on there. So, you know, he's always interesting mm-hmm. to talk to. Um, so, yeah, go back and take a listen. Yes. It's, it's definitely very interesting. Um, it's not just about the race. It was just interviews in general. Just what people talking are doing people. with their life and the things that they're doing in the running community that I think a lot of the people that we highlighted are doing amazing things in the running community yeah. that has not yet has not been talked about. Yeah. Um. So, of course, like. Run the Soul with Kimberly and, you know, like you said, the Running Edge, the Selma to Montgomery directors for that relay race. There's so many people. So you all will be hearing from them extend, you know, for for some of them um, in a full episode. But go check out the, you know, the small clip. that Yeah. So it was it was really good. I tried to get I think we tried to stick it to like five minutes per person. Kind of. We went a little long um, with uh, with uh, Ted Corbett's with Gary Corbett's. uh, his son, son Ted yes. Corbett's son, Gary. Uh, we went along with him because, you know, he had a lot to say. So. He's a legacy. Yeah. 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 He had a little extra yeah. time. Yeah. We gave him some extra time. Yes, but anyway, sure. we are back on our normal schedule. Yes, we are. Now we're going to start off with uh-huh. talking about the race. The race. The race that um, India uh, took upon herself to do. <laughs> yes, I did. After training, we all followed her through the training. So yes. India, I'm gonna I'm gonna just leave the floor to you. You tell okay. tell me I I mean I I got to see you in two different spots. What happened the rest of the time where I didn't actually get to see you? So I think that okay. So I will say this. Let me put this disclaimer out there. If you if we would have done this interview last week, mm-hmm. my response probably would have been a little different. <laughs> I've had a week to process. You had a little time. I've had a little time to be down on myself, etc. And for those that follow me on social media, I did a long post about it today, but I will go into a little bit more detail today Mm -hmm. um, here on the podcast just because I feel like it is important and this accountability you 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 sell people what you're gonna do so you kind of talk about it so I feel like I need to so so obviously everyone it's not something that I talk about all the time but I get a little anxiety I get race anxiety you know getting up to it it took a lot for me and I think you all know that to say here on the podcast Mm -hmm. what my goal time was yeah I know when I first announced that I had coach O I did not announce the goal time Mm -hmm. and then I think after like maybe two or three episodes I officially announced the goal time the reason why I was hesitant to do that is because I feel like I get 
extra anxiety when people have a or know a goal that I'm trying to reach. Yeah. It just it's that extra peer pressure. Now, yeah. for some people, that's positive pre- peer pressure mm-hmm. and it causes you to execute it. Yeah. But for people like me, it's a little extra. And, you know, I start to internalize and overthink and all that goodness. Mm hmm. So, of course, the day of the race, of course, we had the expo. Um, I enjoyed. I received a lot of great energy, positive vibes on that Friday. Um, Saturday morning, I was fine. I woke up, you know, had been a little anxious the week of just kind of. And when I say anxious, guys, it's just me overthinking. Like, that's yeah. that's basically yeah. what it is. Me thinking about it. Am mm-hmm. I ready? Am I going to execute it? Um, I need to do this. But then, like, literally Friday after the expo, I was like, I'm doing this tomorrow. I went Damn. home to Braxton, and I was like, it's happening tomorrow. I'm feeling good. My mindset is a little different. I am ready to go to knock this out the park. Yeah. And then Saturday morning, during my warm-up, because I did a little 10-minute warm-up, I ran down the street, came back, <laughs> and anxiety started to rise. I was listening to uh-huh. gospel music yeah. as I was warming up and I had a couple tears and I'm like, whoo, I'm like, Lord, maybe I shouldn't have listened to gospel music. I <laughs> probably should have put on the trap music because clearly, <laughs> excuse me, hell yeah. I shouldn't say oh, trap. Yeah. Listen to hip hop music. You listen to Hamilton Jackson. What you listening to? <laughs> you, had, like, you had amazing grace with Aretha Franklin. We fall down, we get up. Like it was some shit I should have been listening to, clearly. Okay. So listening to that and I was fine. I got in my own zone. People were trying to talk to me in the morning and I was like, you know what? I just need to be in my own space. So this is, I guess, the part that I've been really told in time. But the week of the race, I was not I wasn't sure what I was going to do in regards to pace groups. Okay. So pace groups were announced a week or so or two weeks before the actual race. And Uh I was not sure. So in my mind, I knew that I was trying to get a sub three. So I was like, do I stick with the the three hour marathon crew, Uh half marathon? Do I stick with the team and then take off at the end? Or do I stand or get in front of them and make sure they don't catch up to me? Okay. Okay. So one of the race um pacers was gk i knew him so i was like "Mm, i'm cool with him so of course i told him i was like don't let me slack off you know what i'm saying i said if i get behind you cussing me yelling me get me in front of you um and then the other um pacer crystal i messaged her i had never i knew of her but i had never met her in person but i did introduce myself and let her know what my goal was and she Mm -hmm. said okay we got this we can do this she explained that she usually does one one intervals and i was like okay that's cool i can work with that and she said it you know it'll be fine so here comes takeoff Mm. and we take off and as soon as we got up the first little out the gate of the church and down that first hill GK was playing and I was like, oh shit. I was like, is he gonna play? I love you, GK. But I was like, GK, is he gonna I was like, is he gonna play? And then I'm not gonna make my time. And then I look back and Crystal was behind me. Uh-huh. And I was like, I kind of panicked for a second. I was like, well, what do I do? Do I wait for them? Do I like what do I do? Like I wasn't sure. And in my mind, of course, I was like, well, I know Crystal is gonna be like dead on. Uh-huh. GK, he like to have a good time. And you know, that's all that's all well and good, but I was not sure. Okay. So I was like, Andy, your body is feeling good, go. So I just went without the pace groups. And so then I changed my strategy to don't let them catch you. The pace group. Yes. Because I, I was that. like, if the three hour marathon people, if they pay, if they pass you, that means your goal, your goal is out the window. Mm-hmm. So when you saw me at mile two, when you and Braxton uh-huh. um, saw me at mile two, I was feeling good because I was ahead of them and I knew I was ahead of them. So I was uh-huh. like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. I was right on pace. Matter of fact, I was ahead of my goal time uh-huh. to be able to 
um, to PR, but we all know that in a half marathon, anything can happen. I was at anything. mile two. Yeah. So I was at mile two. So of course I kept going. I was feeling good. And I hope everybody saw the big heads at mile two. If you ran the half marathon, <laughs> that was exciting for us to do. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, so I kept going. I'm going to fast forward a little bit, was feeling good, feeling great. And then literally at, I think it was, I ended up starting to have to do more walking than I wanted to. I okay. just started feeling like worried and I start looking back Mm -hmm. and so I look back and Crystal's pace group caught up to me okay and so at that point that's when the initial anxiety started to like not initial but it started getting worse Uh so I was like shit I'm like okay so then I told her I said I'm trying to hang up I'm trying to hang in with you she was like you need to work on your breathing at that point my breathing had went out the window I was damn near hyperventilating Worried about literally. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And then for those that are listening, y'all probably like, what? Literally, I was hyperventilating. Like I could not, I couldn't get my breathing under control. Like I was breathing in through my nose, out through my mouth. It was almost as if I had asthma. Okay. And I had never had that happen before. So she was like, I need you to do this. Like she was trying to talk me through calming down. She was like, I need you to take this hill down, but I need you to walk this. You know, like she was really trying to. Talk to talk me through it. I hung with them for a good mile or two, and then I just I they were out of my sight at that point. Like okay. I couldn't hang in there anymore. Uh-huh. And then good old GK caught up to me, <laughs> and that was at about mile eight. Uh-huh. GK caught up to me, and I just knew it was a wrap. Like at that point, I was looking at my paces. I was like, my goal is a wrap. Um, so GK was like, come on, you got this. And at that point, I had been crying. I had been like literally everything at mile six. The wheels fell off. Mm-hmm. So once GK caught up to me, I could not get my breathing under control. I was frustrated. I was upset at myself. I had a couple people t- asking me, was this my first half marathon? And I literally was like, I want to say F you. Okay. No, it's not. And of course, they don't know me. Yeah, like I have to yeah. be careful when I race in Atlanta because uh-huh. I do know a lot of run. We know yeah. a lot of runners in Atlanta. So yeah. when there's people that come from out of town that don't know me, I'm like, girl, what? You don't know. Get off me. I'm a two-time <laughs> marathoner and this is my 14th half. This is uh-huh. not. It's just a bad day. Um, so I was really frustrated about that. So at that point, my mind had gone out the window. I could not refocus. I kept trying to get myself back into focus and my body would not execute. Like literally I was trying to run and my body was like, nope, you walking. Well, and I think you are discounting the fact that we did an expo like the whole day. Like what time did we get there? We got there at nine o'clock. A.M. on Friday. On Friday until 730. 7.30 that night. Mm-hmm. I think you're discounting that. Now, I was not, I was sick. Right. So, I wasn't feeling well anyway. Mm-hmm. And I was, re- and I mean, when I got home Friday night, mm-hmm. I did not want to move. Yeah. So, I can't imagine that you felt much better. I, t- I told Braxton, I was like, I'm tired. I you knew were, I was tired. The, no, but- y'all, at the end of the expo, <laughs> she was like, I don't talk to nobody. I don't tired of talking i don't want to talk like, to nobody for, i want to go to for, sleep but, but for people that also don't know this i have my sociability like caps for the day and for the week and like friday was like a week's worth of being social I like gotcha. for me yeah. like i'm not anti-social by any uh-huh. means and i am an extrovert to a, to a certain extent mm-hmm. but I have my maximums of being able to talk to people. Like, I'll be like, okay, I just don't want to talk to people. Yeah. But Friday was like us interviewing and being what I call being on. We were on yeah. for over eight hours, yeah. meaning socializing people, meeting us that we had never met before. Listeners saying, hey, to people like we had to be cordial and communicate and talk to people all day. And I think people underestimate 
the energy that drain. is exerted yeah. when you have to be social and be on yeah. all day. You know, exactly. I, me sitting in the corner just watching people, that's not exhausting. But when you have to say, hey, what's up? Mm. People want to take pictures, all that. And I love it. I yeah. love that atmosphere, but it is a lot. It, so you're right. It was tired. And I think you're discounting that a lot. Because I've done an expo and then tried to run a race before. I did the Peachtree. I did an expo with Michael Martinez before mm-hmm. the Peachtree one year. I was done in the race. Yeah. Because, I mean, and we were on, I mean, even though we had um, places to sit, mm-hmm. um, we were on our feet a lot. Yeah. So, we I were. think that had something to do with we, it, too. And we kept getting up and down to take yeah. pictures. Yes, and, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, all so of that. So, I, I think that had a lot to do with it. So, I'm yeah. gonna, you know, I, I don't I think I appreciate it giving me some credit. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> I think, because I, you, you kind of fluff it off like, oh, well, no, no, no. That, that was a draining day. Mm-hmm. For sure, because I know I was beat to hell by the time I got home. Yeah, I was tired. It was a lot. Um, but I think for me, I was like, I in my mind, it really was allowing one day of being tired to mess up 16 weeks of training. So, like, for me, yeah. that was my thought process yeah. behind it. And uh-huh. I'm like, I trained for this. Like, I... I didn't shit around on my training. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I trained for this. And of course, for me, I internalized. You got a well-known coach to help you get yeah. to this race day. Yeah. You flopped. Um, you know what I mean? You've been doing all this. You've announced your time on social media now. People know. And you flopped. So in my mind, all of those things were going were you know we're going in my mind yeah. while I was out in the course and I and the other thing was this was like literally everybody this is my worst half marathon time I I honestly I finished in 330 flat I have never like finished like that just wasn't what it was and ironically last year was three hours I don't know how I'm hitting it right on these minutes but <laughs> it's just ironically so of course in my mind I'm like this is this is not good um so of course I beat myself up all last week yeah. But I'm good now. Like, I'm good now. I was able to pull myself together and do a post today. Um, and just because I have high expectations for myself. Mm-hmm. And what I did was not my regular performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also because when I did my first half marathon ever, it was untrained. And I did better than what I did last weekend. Gotcha. So in my mind, it's kind of like, how the hell did you do an untrained marathon, half marathon? And, you know, in this one, you've been training for 16 weeks. You've done all this. But life is different. Body is different. That was years ago. So I have to give myself credit for that. And at the end of the day, I finished. I did not DNF. I finished. Yes. Um, I want to say shout out to a couple people. Um, Pam from Detroit. I She was a godsend. She, her and GK kind of came up to me at the same time. I told GK, leave me alone. Just go. Because he was pacing. I was like, yeah. You got ladies that are counting on you to get you to a certain point. So go. Pam hung with me. She ain't never met me. She mm. know who I was. I explained what the run duo was. I explained that people <laughs> knew me out here. She was like, really? I was like, yes. And she was with me when my phone started ringing. Malcolm called me mm-hmm. at mile, I want to say around mile nine. He called me. He's like, where are you? I didn't answer the phone, but. He, I got the message on my watch. Uh-huh. And then about mile 10, Patrick came and got me. So Okay, Patrick I was going to ask when Pat, because I saw him when he left the start line. Yeah, so Patrick from Lace Up Fitness came and got me at mile 10, um, and he was with me to the finish. I literally, guys, I walked the last three miles. Like, I was trying to give a little jolt. I couldn't. Um, there was points that I was touch and go. I got dizzy. I was feeling mm. nauseous. So it was, it was, it was a shit show. <laughs> 
like just being honest like it was it was all bad um all bad in the pers- in the respect of like what I expected to not all bad because I did finish y'all um I got the marathon done mm-hmm. a half marathon done I keep saying marathon please forgive me because I hate when people do that <laughs> I got the half marathon done um I finished on my two feet I'm not injured um we did have did have somebody say are you hurt I'm like nope not hurt I didn't pull anything okay I'm good so I mean I'm blessed to be able to do that um I took all of week the last week off oh I can't forget Nicole who is the person that I've been training with twice a week okay in the mornings um by mile 10 she caught up to me mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was a godsend but then I was also frustrated because she was the new lady Pam that didn't know me and then Nicole they were there together and Nicole's like let's go India you got this we're about to start intervals again and I'm like I can't Nicole and Pam was like oh go on your own pace and Nicole was like no I know what she got in her I train with her two days a week she got this she leave me every Monday and Wednesday (laughs) she literally was like she leaves me every Monday and Wednesday this is not what she does she is a runner this ain't new to her like Nicole was not hearing it and I was like girl I don't have it in me So I appreciate that. So there was a lot of love and support on the course. And of course, by that time, Pam was like, oh, they really do know you. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) I was like, people about to to start coming to get me. You can go ahead. But um, a lot of love and support. I greatly appreciate it. And for those that have messaged me since my post today on social media of me explaining that there has been a ball of emotions, embarrassment, um, because obviously I announced my time, frustrated with my time, um, just a ball of very relieved that it's over. Training is a lot. Mm, <laughs> very relieved yeah. that it's over. However, I, yes, I'll, I'll leave that for another episode. Anyway, so we, <laughs> I look forward to what is coming up next. I'll just leave that. So I'm looking forward to what's coming up next. Um, training is not done. I will continue to be doing some training and I have some races lined up. So I'm excited about that. So thank you for everybody that's been loving and supportive. There you go. There you go. That's it. You did not. You finished. I finished. Galen Rupp. I'm finished. good. You, you Galen, right. Galen Rupp didn't finish. So how hey, times, how many times has he DNF'd? Is that did he DNF? Um, no, he finished last year, didn't he? I feel like there. He's had a couple DNFs, but you, you know, Shoot. and I somebody has messaged me that that you know elites pull out all the time when they can't execute. But I finished. Um, yeah. and that's true. And I finished. I'm good. I'm healthy. I live another day to run. Um, and I have to also think about the time that I finished was a time that some people, somebody else may have been trying to finish. And exactly. so, you know, I appreciate that. So exactly. It's well, all good. Keep pushing. People. We are proud of you here at the Thank run. Duo. You. Everybody has bad days y'all. So it was just my bad day and it just is what it is. But I think when you have so many good days and good races and, I don't want to say every day is bad, but I have not had a race day that was. Well, like this that. just going to make the comeback even better. It's going to be even better. So I'm even excited. Better. Now, yes. while you were finishing Listen. the race uh-huh. on the other side of the world, yes. there was a young man. He was still training at that point. Yes, he was. But I, what time did you? I was already. This is how old I am. What time did you text me? I text you at 8. 30 I was on Friday night on a Friday night to tell I was, him I was I said, on that couch you? right there really not I was like, didn't respond I text him to say hey do you have your alarm set for in the morning because we need to be watching Kipchoge do you have <laughs> your alarm set the out. next day Thomas responds <laughs> to me midday and is like oh yeah I saw a little bit of it <laughs> like, I mean what? I woke up after he'd already started okay because that's why I was down here yeah because I was gonna turn it on okay um, I woke up after he'd already started, and I ain't gonna lie to you, I rolled over. Mm-hmm. 
was like, okay, I'm just gonna roll over for a second. Okay. And I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And I woke up as he was finishing. Okay. So I did get to see him finish. Good. Um, but amazing. I mean, face so, huh? I'm sorry, face I'm She face. got a new phone, y'all. So she. I did, she and I'm still. <laughs> no, I'm she, trying to pull my notes up. So <laughs> as I'm up at two o'clock in the morning, literally on the side of the bed with the um. What is it? That uh, the iPad? Yes, the uh-huh. iPad in front of me, my phone in the other hand, literally trying to text myself notes. Did Braxton, did he watch it? No, he was knocked out. <laughs> so he woke up at like 15 minutes into, before Kipchoge finished. Mm-hmm. And I was like, babe, I was like, he about to do it. I think so. I think if he could just hold on. He was like, oh, man, that's what's up. And then he starts snoring again. And I was like, damn. <laughs> so then when it was close to the end, I went into the bathroom mm-hmm. and closed the door. It's two doors to our bathroom. So yeah. I went to the bathroom, closed the door. And, of course, I'm yelling. If anybody saw my post, I'm, like, yelling. I'm like, yes, he did it. So, in the morning, Braxton was like, so you feel like you had to go into the bathroom to scream? I was like, what you talking about? You want something to hear that? He was like, yeah. You talking like, yeah, you did it. And I was like, he heard me. Yes. But, yeah, it was definitely, I mean, you can talk about it more. Like I said, I didn't watch the whole thing. Right. I did check the formation. Their their little win formation was a little different than yes. in the original one. Yes. Um. Of course, he, you know, he was wearing the, the high-stack shoes. Yes, um, so he's the he, alpha flies. Yeah, the alpha flies. And he was rolling. Right. So the As he does. Right. He was rolling. He was looking at ease. So it was funny because, so obviously, let's talk about the weather first of all. So it was 90% humidity, which for most of us, Mm. When it's 90% humidity, we're like, mm-mm, yeah. we're not rocking with it. And then about midway, it started raining. But it was not a hard pour. I think it was just a drizzle, which uh-huh. for some of us runners, we like, give me yeah, a drizzle. Give me, that yeah, feels give me a little good. drizzle, yeah. So I don't think that that was an issue. Um, they did not expect the high humidity, and they did not expect the rain. So I think the commentators were like, oh, like, mm-hmm. this isn't. They tried to, to pick the most ideal time and day yeah. to ensure that those things weren't happening yeah. the rain and all that yeah. wasn't happening but of course mother nature is going to do what it does exactly um and so that was interesting and of course they they talked about each pacer as they continued to foil in and foil out so there uh-huh. was there was groups of nine of them so it was groups of nine and um they did the reverse v for this time versus the breaking two with Nike. So the V was the point. So it was the point was the captain. So the person that was closest to uh, Kipchoge was a captain. And then they kind of, they went out from there. Um, So it was very interesting to see them do that. Um, And of course they had more to, to me, what I saw, they had more lines, more laser beams from the car Uh this year to make sure that they stayed on point with the, the turns and the tangents and things of that nature. They also drew out on the ground, a tangent line for the curve. So it was only like two curves within the course. Majority of it was straight. Yeah. Um, And they had to make sure that he stayed within the dotted lines and within the curve so that um he didn't go over to 26.2 exactly. because it wouldn't have, it really wouldn't have counted yeah. right yeah, so exactly. it wouldn't it would not have counted yeah so that was something that was you know a big deal um so i know that he was doing um the Martin drink was one thing. And then, of course, the Martin um, gels was something that mm-hmm. something else that he was doing. And, of course, that's one of the things that disqualified this as not being 
quote unquote a world record. So the fact that his gels and his his water and drinks was being handed to him yeah, by yeah. someone on the bike. Yeah. Um, because he had pacers that were falling in and falling out. Of course, a lot of the marathons have pacers, but they don't the way that they did the interchange come in, come yeah, out, that was yeah. something that also disqualified it as so. And of course having the pace car and all that in front was something that disqualified it from being a record. And of course it's not it was not necessarily a sanctioned race, meaning it wasn't a Boston Marathon. It wasn't a, you know, Berlin, London. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah. one of those. So, of course, that quali- disqualified him from that. But anyway, he took fluids um, every 6K instead of every 5K that he did last time. Okay. So, his fluids were different. Um, and basically, he just, he ran 13 miles per hour the whole time. I he, mean. He kept a 4 minute and 36 second average pace the entire time. Well, okay. So, it after uh, Bekele's Berlin, mm-hmm. it took a little shine off this at first for me. It took a little shine. I was like, you know what? Okay. Instead of him doing this, mm-hmm. I would have rather, after seeing what Bekele did, mm-hmm. I would have rather seen him in Berlin. Because that's what he gave up to do this. Yes. But once he finished mm-hmm. and I saw everybody jumping and putting him on his shoulders, I was like, okay. He, he did this for a reason. He yeah. looked... So he looked very different this time than he did for breaking two. Yeah. And what I say look very, very different. He did not look as depleted this time mm-hmm. as he did in for Nike breaking two, two years yeah. ago. And I just know because I watched both of them like uh-huh. staring at the TV, but he just, he looked better conditioned. He looked more relaxed. Of course he, you know, he had his, and the announcers explain, and I think this is right for him. When Kipchoge is hurting, he does his little smile. Yeah. He does a little grimace a yeah. little bit, but it's not like a grimace, like for us, like we doing the grit face yeah. for him. It's literally like a little, mm, yeah. Mm, like I'm, I'm hanging in there. But he did that for a moment when he was at mile, I want to say it was at mile 20. Uh-huh. We start, he pulled back from the Pacers a little bit. Yeah. And then he pulled back in. And so we said he had a little, he had a little spot and he pulled it together because it was a little concerning at mile 20. Yeah. It was like between mile 20 and 21, but he pulled it together. But I think he needed this. He needed his time. And I think he wanted to do this to say, I can do this. Yeah, and I mean, I know they, they, you know, no human has limits and, and yeah. that kind of stuff. Now that we've done what basically amounts to uh, an experiment, mm-hmm. we put all the conditions mm-hmm. in place for you to do it, and you did it. Mm-hmm. Now, can it be done on a track? On a, on an official IAAF sanctioned, because that's what's next. And now that, and, and I still, I mean, I honestly, I still don't trust Bekele. To run like he did in Berlin every mm-hmm. single time because he's just he's DNF'd a couple of too too many times for me. Yes, but now that he That's has the someone, now. can it be that he has someone that sounds like can mm-hmm. run with him? Mm-hmm. Will the two together be able to push the other one to this level in a sanctioned IAAF like a world major? Like Chicago next year? I think it's going to have to be a Chicago or a Berlin. Well, definitely. I mean, I don't think um, on any other it's ones. It's not going yeah. to be a New York. Yeah. I don't think it's... I'm not going to say it's not. It, mm-hmm. It's not going to be on a hilly course. No. Meaning it's well, not it going to be, be Boston. It could be London. It could be London. It's not going to be Boston. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be New York. Like, yeah. those are two hilly world majors. Um, yeah. And we know that Kipchoge basically only runs 
excuse me, London and Berlin is his his well, main races. Well, he said he races, wants to eventually run all of them. But I know that he wants them. to run yeah. all of them. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that it can happen. I think the Pacers have a big, had a big deal in the fact that he could do it. If that makes any sense. Because if you think about it. The win? You think in the drafting? Or you think just the fact that people can stay in front of him at the pace that he needs to be? Exactly. I, I don't that, the second part. The win and the drafting, mm-hmm. yes, science. All right, yeah. woo, woo, woo. But I think at the end of the day, if you have people in front of you and they're, it, you basically have to stay neck and neck with them to keep on pace. Because if you think about it, when you run a when you run a race, there's going to be times that you're going to have surges, right? Mm-hmm. But when, when the way that they had it set up, when you have pacers literally out there, you you don't have time for surges. The surge that he gave was at the end. Yeah. But he had to stick with them to not fall off too much. Well, like I it literally it, was yeah. only a couple miles that he did, you know, a couple seconds less than what he did before. But for the most part, he kept at a two fifty split. So at the end of the day, it's kind of like I I think the Pacers had a big deal to do with it, someone that can keep keep up with it. Because if you're looking at a clock and you're looking at the Pacers in front of you, you have mm-hmm. no choice but to stay on pace. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think mentally it helps because you don't have to, like you said, you don't have to pay attention. But you just got to stay with somebody. Help, yeah. But I'm thinking if he has somebody out there that can basically run with him, because at this point we really haven't had anybody mm-hmm. that can run with him. Yeah, and you know that Kipchoge every time he races, if he's neck and neck with somebody, he, or somebody's behind him a little bit, he's like, "Come on!" He does yeah. his little hand wave, yeah. like that's signature for him. He's like, yeah. "Give me something to work for." Um, so I definitely think it's going to happen. Well, I, I think congratulations are definitely um, they should be given to you know Kipchoge for mm-hmm. you know running a marathon in under two hours. And actually, even though it was not sanctioned, um, you know they have the nominees out for the IAAF Man of the Year. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if it was man or athlete. I think it's for the man of the year. I don't think they put the women's um, nominations out. Mm-hmm. Under Kipchoge, it mentions the challenge. Even right. though it wasn't sanctioned, they still put that as part of. I mean, I think the recognition has to be there. Yeah, they put that as part of why yeah. he's nominated. So yeah. um, I thought that was interesting when yeah. I saw that earlier today. I, think, I mean, I definitely think the acknowledgement definitely needs to be out there. And, I mean, at this point, we have to – give congratulations to everything that he is doing. I mean, he's been with the same coach since he was younger. Yeah. Um, Patrick saying has uh-huh. been his coach for years and he put it in for months. And I know that he mentioned that he usually doesn't do a lot of gym time, but this time he did three to four days of gym work and his uh, yeah. miles increased from 118 to 140 a week. Like he literally did you, but wait, did you see the step? No, no, no. Oh, uh, he did a step class. That shit was yeah. so funny. Yeah. Did you, it was on the first documentary? Yes, yes. I mean, yes, he was in a gym. Yes. I will grant you that. You, but, but you say he ain't lifting. But come on now. <laughs> they were lifting, like, stuff the size of phones. They were, I mean, I was just like, <laughs> dude, if you don't put some, some weight on there. Right. If you don't put some weight on there. Listen, definition <laughs> comes from high reps, low weights. You ain't got to be doing no heavy weights. I mean, but I mean, compared to what <laughs> I would think if I went to like the Olympic, you know, you. whatever, mm-hmm. and we saw what the Americans were doing, mm-hmm. I'm I'm guessing they they do more weight, right? But I mean, I guess Kenyans are like, yeah, but we the fastest, so we don't that. care. We yeah. ain't doing all we that. Ain't doing, we I mean, you definitely weights. to me, I could definitely tell that these were a group of guys that are not normally in a gym, right? No, for sure. Yeah, that form was crazy. It mm-hmm. was, yeah. I was like, y'all need to turn this off. Right. 
You're right. Um, I'll say also congratulations. Again, there was 41 Pacers, nine teams, and six Pacers on reserve. So just in case someone, you know, got injured or something happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we have to give shout-outs to the Pacers. Like, Of course. Major- there were – Two or three of them that went in several intervals of the of the race. Um, mm-hmm. So, excuse me, Lagat was was one of them. He did the first round and then he did the last round. Okay, um, and so. We have to, I think, give credit to them. I think some of them are going to be some people that are going to we're going to be looking at after the next couple of years. Yeah, I know a lot of them are shorter distance people, so they like, whoa, how long I got to hold this exactly. 36? Exactly. You know, the, and they were doing it in um, 5K increments. Yeah. So holding a 436 for 5K is very different than holding a 436 for 26.2 um, or a half marathon or a 10K. So, yeah. um, but I think those, pe- those a lot of those pacers are people that we will be seeing very soon. Maybe not Legault. Legault's getting a little older, but he's, his resume is building. Yeah. He's doing his thing. So um, congratulations to them that, you know, we're able to do that. And you just saw all of the love and the support that yeah. was happening. And shout out to um, Kipchoge's family. That was the first race ever that they have ever been to and seen him live. Wow. So first race ever. So they had never come to a race. So this was the first one. Well, what we consider a race, yeah. um, but they never seen him run um, at a race or anything. That's so it was amazing. a great time to be able to do that. So his yeah. children, as well as his wife were there. And I, I saw it was a really good crowd in Vienna. Oh my God. It was so a that, really good so crowd. So that was another thing. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. Mm-hmm. So that was another thing in regards to the crowd, the Pacers, they said that they couldn't hear each other talk. Like the crowd, it was very different than then, Breaking yeah. Two because Breaking Two was silent, and the, um, the commentary exactly. was like, like, a, like they were playing golf. Okay, so we are. He is coming across. <laughs> he is rounding mile two. Like it literally was like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and then here comes uh, Kevin Hart. All right, guys. Like he was just Why so is awkward. Kevin Hart so loud. Yeah, he was ridiculous. But <laughs> yeah. this year, they wanted the support, and Kip Chogi actually said, like, the support is what got me there. Like, the support, obviously, the Pacers. Yeah. But he feeds off of that crowd energy and support. They, The Pacers said it was so loud. They couldn't hear each other, talk to each other about what they needed to do. Yeah. I think between, over the whole 26.2, I think there was only one hiccup. With okay. the Pacers, and not really even hiccup, but like a little trip, yeah. a little little minute trip, but it wasn't anything like, oh my gosh, like yeah. it wasn't any of that. But I was like, whoa, that was the only unsmooth yeah. process. So, yeah, it was I a mean, good watch. I felt like they needed the crowd too, because I, 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 I mean, I just no races without that. Yeah. Like you gotta, the you crowd need that makes push. a difference. It even does. like when we, we're not elite runners, but of course, if when there's you a see good a crowd, group of people, you go, man, you pick it up. <laughs> You, sure you pick it up. You're like, I'm not, they ain't about to see me walk today. I'm going to walk after I leave them. Exactly. But they ain't I get see down the road a little bit, I'm going to walk. But for right now, I'm running. True story. Yes. True story. So for those people that did not watch it, it is on YouTube. So it was live on YouTube when we watched it. But definitely Ineos um, Challenge. Um, definitely check that out on YouTube. But you can also watch Breaking 2 if you want to see the first time that he attempted. Exactly. So it was definitely good. So congratulations, Kip Chogi. You did it. Congratulations. What you going to do next, bruh? I think it's just it's getting even better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> the, the, the second biggest story of the weekend mm-hmm. was um Bridget Koski. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I watched now I watched all of Chicago. Okay. I watched all of Chicago. That's because it was in regular people hours. It was regular people it. hours. <laughs> and I was up also because the sorry Buccaneers were in London, oh, so they were okay. playing the same time. Okay. I should have just watched Chicago. Because I was right. going back and forth. Uh-huh. I should have just watched Chicago because the Bucks <laughs> up. Anyway, 
So I was watching, and honestly, I wasn't even, I was not, I, mm. I will admit, I was not paying attention to the women when mm-hmm. it started. Mm-hmm. Um, I was paying more attention to the men. I was paying attention to Galen Rupp and Mo Fair. Okay. And all of that changed. Yes, it did. Throughout the day. And Galen dropped out mile 20. Was yeah. that correct? Yeah. yeah, he dropped out mile 20. Um, I'm hoping and praying that he will, because I'm, I'm sure it's something from his surgery. Because mm-hmm. this is really the first time he's run. Because yes. he didn't, there was a half marathon he was talking about running, and he decided not to because he didn't think he was ready. Because uh-huh. he wanted to be fresh for Chicago. Right. And I'm hoping he is ready in February because um, we need him on the Olympic team. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. We do. Um, and then uh, Mo, who I saw him drop back, mm-hmm. but Mo does. That's how he runs. Mm-hmm. He very rarely tries to stay with the leaders. He like kind of drops back, mm-hmm. and then at the end, he picks it up. He picks it up. That's what he did last year, but he dropped back and kept dropping. Yeah, yeah he dropped. <laughs> he just he, he he didn't have it. I mean, I'm he, still I still contend his heart is not with the marathon yet. Yeah, and I think I mean he acknowledged on his social media yeah. that it wasn't his day, like it wasn't mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he said it wasn't his day, and he tried the best that he could, but it just he just couldn't get it into gear. Yeah. Um, um, and so the women, after her first, after the first 5k, they started talking. They're like, mm-hmm. okay, she rolling. Mm-hmm. And she kept going. She got to the halfway point mm-hmm. and they, that's when they started talking world record. Mm-hmm. Cause at first they were talking her beating the course record. Yeah. Cause she was out the gate with four minute, four minute miles. Yeah. So four minutes, and some change miles. She yeah. was like, Oh, I watch, I watch Kip Chogi. We about to do this. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I, I truly, truly believe. Gave some juice. Yeah. I truly believe because they said the day before at the little pre-meeting mm-hmm. is when she changed, they changed the pacers times mm-hmm. when she was like, okay, I want the pacers to go at this, at this speed. Right. Um, and, you know, about halfway through is when they started going, you know what? She's got a good shot at a world record. Yeah, because she finished her half marathon at 106.59, which is a 5.12 pace. And that was a good couple of minutes mm-hmm. above, uh, faster than Paula Radcliffe right. was at the half. Exactly. So that's what they were, that's what they kept comparing. Like mm-hmm. every, every, you know, okay, so Paula was here. Right. And, I mean, I think everybody kept thinking at some point, Okay, at some point. she gonna, They felt like she was going to yeah, back off. at some point, And she slowed down a little. Mm-hmm. But they were just always like, yeah. Because, you know, um, Katani in London tried it. Mm-hmm. And she, in the end, she just couldn't do it. Right. But I think the weather wasn't on her side. I think it was mm-hmm. a little warmer in London. I think it was 27. Was it 2017? When was that? Was it last year? 2017, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was a little warmer. And that's why she couldn't end up doing it. But. She held it together yeah, all the way to the did. end. She almost had negative splits. And looking at her splits from the half, she was at like 512, and then she dropped to 505, 508, 509, and then she finished at 507. But her first 5K was a 459 average. Yeah. So, I mean, she she picked, she picked dropped a little bit after the half, but then she picked it back up. She got some juice. So, I mean, the fact that she finished three minutes off, she shaped three minutes off of the record of Paula Radcliffe. Like that's amazing. So Bridget completed her full in two hours, 14 minutes and four seconds. And she said she could go faster. 
That's what she said. That's what, and when she was done, she said, "I can. I think I can go faster." Well, you know what the crazy shit about it is? When I see them, like her and Kipchoge, when they were done, they were like, "All right, yeah, what we doing tonight?" Like they just did a five k. <laughs> exactly. like, like, where y'all want to go? They we're were breathing hard. There was no sweat. Like I was, I just always get so confused. But hey, that's that. That's that. <laughs> so you get so confused. I like, get confused. Like, what you, body do you have? Why are you so happy? <laughs> Like, I'm trying to think, how are you coherent? Like, yes, that's what I be trying to think. So, congratulations. That is a huge deal and just amazing for I mean, women runners. World like, records are, I mean, because, I mean, I understand Kipchoge broke the world record. I understand mm-hmm. Bekele, you know, missed it by a couple of seconds. Right. But this world record had stood for 16 years. Mm-hmm. This was the record that everybody pointed to and said, oh, you know, technology is not doing everything. Look mm-hmm. at this Paula Radcliffe record. That's mm-hmm. not, that hadn't fallen. Right. Because everybody was saying because of the men's, you know, breaking out, doing all this. The women's hasn't fallen. And, you know, that, and that's why they kept pointing to that to say, it's not technology. Mm-hmm. Now they're saying, oh, well, everybody's record is falling now. Right. So what, what is it what all is about? It? Mm-hmm. Now, let's, before we go further, let's say the, the talk about the man, um, Lawrence Toronto, who was also the Boston Marathon winner. Mm-hmm. Look. Wherever this guy signs up, I'm watching because mm-hmm. he likes a, a good finish. I don't know if he sits and sits and waits for mm-hmm. the end, mm-hmm. but he runs like every guy that I grew up with like to run. We always thought as long as if we can see the finish line and, I, and you still there with me, mm-hmm. I'm winning. Okay. Because I can if I can if we still together, fight to the end. I can beat you to mm-hmm. the finish line, and okay. that seems to be his thing. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, if I'm with you at the finish line, I'm gonna beat you. Because it was literally neck and neck. Like yeah. They. It, it was, was all three of them within mm-hmm. what eight seconds mm-hmm. of each other, something like that. Yeah. The top three guys. Right. But congratulations to uh, Lawrence. Uh, Great job. You mm-hmm. got the boss now. Of course, this doesn't really help him in the standings because Chicago is the start of the standings because they finished in uh, Berlin. Mm-hmm. So Chicago is the start of the new um, world majors points mm-hmm. thing. So I guess it does help him because he's leading right now. Right. So, but, you know, I don't know what, uh, what, what what's coming up in the later in the year. So you still have New York. You talking about as far as world majors? Yeah, you got New York. Mm-hmm. Is that it? What else? That's it as far as world majors. For and the so rest until of the year. next so, I mean, year, you, have, you have Detroit Free Press. You don't hear very much about yeah. that as far as a full marathon um, that's going down. Then you have your spring races. Um, so I'm I mean, just of trying course, to think. there's other races that yeah. are happening. Um, I'm just trying to think. Um, when is the next opportunity for Kip Cho? Because of course he's not going to run New York. He's um, probably not gonna run New York. You got Chicago, you got California International Marathon in December. That's a full marathon, but not a lot of people do that because it's hilly. Yeah. So you're not gonna really do uh, a big a big thing there. But I mean, as far as Chicago and New York are the last shebang as far as world majors. Well, I mean, yeah. So okay, so the Olympics is in July of next year. So if he runs, okay, I'm assuming Kipchoge's gonna run the Olympics. I'm assuming he is. Mm-hmm. So if he runs in July, he's definitely not running Berlin, I'm assuming. More than likely not. It's probably going to be, well. What do you think? Do you think he'll going to try to hit a marathon in the spring, like Boston? Probably. I would love to see him run Boston. Probably Boston. Or do you think he's just going to skip, just run the Olympics, and then try to catch one at the end of the year? I like, feel like maybe New York at the end of the year? 
I feel like there's going to be a spring one and then the Olympics, and then he's going to be done. Think, Not yeah, done, done, yeah, but, but like, he's gonna do two. Yeah, he does two yeah, a year. Two a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I feel. I feel like there's another one before the Olympics is, that's gonna happen. But of course, we never know mm-hmm. kind of what that is. But of course, the elites like that they run. Yeah, world majors. So the only thing is New York, and then of course you have your spring races. Um, that would be coming up. Like in the he could spring. do Tokyo, but I don't see him doing that. That's I don't in March. see him doing Tokyo. No, so it's either Tokyo or Boston. Oh, London. And London's in April. I think he's going to do London. You think so? Well, I mean, I, I think it's going to be him and Bekele in London. In London? Yeah, I really do. Yeah. Yep. In that's April. in April. Yeah. So I, that's what I, that's, that might be an option. That's my prediction, but, you know, don't <laughs> don't listen to me. Well, this is obviously really, really exciting to be able to talk about the world records that have been broken and the great things that people are doing on the course. And things are happening. True. That is true. And congratulations to what 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 a lot of the running community calls the class of 2019 for Chicago Marathon. There was yeah, a lot of people that I saw that were new Lisa time. Lisa Gosney yes, going out there, gal. Lisa Gosney did her thing. I will say Paula and her crew did their thing. They were first time marathoners. So congratulations to class of 2019 Chicago Marathon. Oh yeah, congrats! And also I, let me congratulate Heather King. She went down to Australia. Yes, she slipped out the country. Mm-hmm. Didn't tell nobody yes. went down to australia and, and picked up another continent yes so that so is congratulations amazing to you. so congratulations to her and then i don't think we've recorded since berlin so congratulations to yeah. everyone that ran berlin um seemed like that was a pretty good race as well and a lot of people the class of 2019 for berlin keeps getting larger and that's what we call black and abroad so there's a lot of people that take a picture in front of um the one of the finishing areas the gate there and that picture just keeps getting bigger and bigger of more individuals in the african-american community that are running internationally and that is just amazing and what we need so congratulations to those people exactly now let's talk about jordan hase and galen rupp dropping out so jordan hase she dropped out what 5K? 5K mark. She said it was a hamstring. It was a hamstring. Mm-hmm. So she, I think she had been having some problems with that hamstring. She felt it pull, and she just she stopped, tried to stretch it out, tried to keep going, and it just wasn't working for her. Yeah. So, um, Those are two people that we were going to be looking for in February. It is. It is. I was looking forward to seeing them in February. I mm-hmm. hope that they can get it together before February because that's what? November, December, January, March, five months. Four, about four or five now, months to get the, it together. Depending how bad her uh, Jordan's um, hamstring is, five months is enough time to to, to heal. Get but it hamstrings are funny. They are. Hamstrings can take a long time yes. or they can be like, oh, it's just an ache. I'm good. Exactly. Let me stretch it out. Exactly. Let me get some massages. Yeah. So hamstrings can be funny. You could think they're good and mm-hmm. then just the, the, the move the wrong way and, you know, right. you're back to square one. So the thing about it is, is that I think that we underestimate the amount of times that elites drop out of races. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely happens more than is what, what's, I mean, not want to say illustrated because if they run in it, they run in it and it's yeah. documented. Yeah. But elites are not going to push through like you and I would. Yeah. Right. They're so gonna walk, as, they're not going to walk a half marathon. Exactly. Like as I, yeah. as a recreational or fun runner, yeah. what, what we would call ourselves, of yeah. course we're like, you know, we're not going to DNF. We're going to finish this thing regardless of how, if I have to cross crawl across the finish line, I'm going to yeah. finish. Whereas with elites there, if they're not feeling it, if they're, they're not going to waste their energy, their time or their body exactly. to finish the race. And if they know they're not going to get the money or whatever it is, that's what I was about to say. If they're not getting the money, money they are over it Holla so at me. Yeah. i think that's something that's different between us and i mean it's 
I mean, it's their livelihood. It's their livelihood. So why why go an extra hour or extra miles when you know it just is not your day? And a lot of them just pull out. So exactly, it's unfortunate. I get it though, because we all have bad days. Yeah, yeah. You never know what you're gonna feel like. And I mean, I think five k versus twenty. Like I would have been kind of frustrated. Like Rup fell out at twenty. Like I would. Like you went twenty miles. Man, I just hope you know because. You know, they had started a documentary on him on his comeback, but they only shot one episode and they mm-hmm. didn't shoot anymore. And I'm wondering if he was just having problems, like it wasn't going as planned. And he's not big his on comeback. social media. Like his social media pages, I mean, he out, he doesn't post. It's not yeah, really Like anything. some flowers. He got a couple of pictures of flowers and stuff. <laughs> <on there. laughs> it's just not, it's just not <laughs> very active. He's like, yeah, like a yeah. couple of him drinking a beer. That's about it. Yeah. It's not very active. But I yeah, so I wish, I mean, I would like to see more of seeing the elite's life. But. Now, um, let's just uh, talk about these these shoes. Mm. All right. So now, the shoe that Kipchoge wore is the Alpha Fly. Alpha Fly, which have not hit stores. No one has those yet. yet. We can't buy them yet. Of course, a lot of people are assuming that they're going to be another three, $400 pair of shoes. And some people going to get them. And some people are going to get them. I'm going to call them stacks. That's going to be my name for yes. them because they ain't nothing but stacks. So Alpha Alpha Fly prototype is different than what a lot of the elites were running during the race. A lot of them were run, wearing the Vaporfly Next Percent is yeah. what a lot of them were yeah. wearing. Um, totally different shoe. Um, this shoe's forefoot is 10 millimeters higher. Heel stack is nine millimeters higher, and the total drop on it is another is one millimeter higher than the next percent. So, it's a totally different shoe, and I think it's something that we have to look out for. I've been seeing a lot of commentary of people expressing that the shoe is starting to look more like a Hoka, the oh, Hoka shoe, because how thick it is. Yeah, um, but Hoka don't have all that metal in there. You're right. You're I right. mean, they have one with metal in it, but mm-hmm. not like that. Yes. So it has um, it has more of the carbon plates in it. So it actually has four carbon plates yeah. um, in it. And then it also, sorry, three carbon plates mm-hmm. sandwiched together. And then it also has more foam that's built into it and little air, what they call airbags. Okay. So <laughs> I, I've, I've listened to quite a few different podcasts. Okay. Uh, you know, I've, the Let's Run podcast. Let's Run is really, really against these shoes. Let's run.com. They are really, really against these shoes. Why? They just, they've, I mean, pretty much they were on their podcast. They were talking like, okay, so he ran such and such a time in those shoes. So that's actually this time. And they were back in the times out Mm -hmm. based off of them running the shoe. Whereas I listened to, um, I cannot remember the name of these guys, the run. I talk about them all the time and I can't remember the name of them. A podcast that I love to listen to. Okay. The house of run. Okay. House of run is kind of, on the opposite end, they're kind of okay. like they don't they don't they don't take such a hard stance against it. They their thing is more of, hey, that's great, but we need to have some rules in place about the availability. Because I mean, now of course the Alpha Fly he ran on a non-sanctioned you know track. It wasn't supposed to be. Mm-hmm. The next percents are available, mm-hmm. so you know that's why. But kind of look at this, so. Since Vaporfly, the original ones, mm-hmm. came out, five different men have run faster than the world marathon, the world record of the marathon, before as it was before. Mm. Since they came out. Five different guys. Okay. Um, there have been two half marathon world records set. 
One was disqualified for uh, some form of doping. Mm. Um, and then, of course, Bridget, you know, runs the women's world record that was 16 years old. And mm-hmm. she, no, she didn't run. She, she didn't beat the world record. She blasted the Correct. world record. Correct. So, um, um, let's run.com is what you, what you got to put in. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, it's, okay. it's the, it's from that website, but yeah, the guys that run it, you got to put it all up together, all in one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Y'all I'm over here trying yeah. to connect. So if you want to look for the let's run dot <laughs> it's, it's let's run, put it all together.com and it'll come up and then you can just push podcast on their, on their site. Gotcha. Yeah. That's it. Okay, cool. So, um, but anyway, they are definitely against it. Now they're all the guys on let's run.com. They are always on the side of, the runner. That's kind of how they are. They are definitely all about the runner. They get into it with, you know, they have actually um, put in um, arbitration for runners with the IAAF, actually. So, mm. you know, they're they're definitely an interesting um, um, website and podcast. But anyway, so they're definitely against it. I'm kind of in the middle. And they're okay, against the shoes. They think the shoes are, it's becoming too much about the shoe. Okay. When okay, this and is not so much about the performance. Exactly, of the exactly. Okay. Because when you're talking about a sport that is based on times and you're breaking records mm-hmm. um, from people who, of course, didn't have the options of running those, and they kind of broke it down like this. A lot of people go, "Well, technology always changes." That's right. true, but it's one thing for technology change to make the shoe lighter, but with the same amount of cushion. It's another thing to put something in it to give it, to me, more spring. Or if you want to say it helps the um, runner with his recovery. Right. Anything like that to me is, it's the same reason we, we don't have steroids. Right. Because that's what steroids do. They you help like with it's recovery. A, it's like it's shoe steroids. It, well, I mean, honestly, I gave up. Once they started letting the guys run with the blades, you know, the gentleman with, you know, maybe amputated legs, mm-hmm. but they re- let them run with blades with other runners. Mm-hmm. Once they started doing that, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. all bets are off in my opinion. No you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause if you're letting them run with that. Yeah. I, I so, um, I was the guy, you know, back when, you know, they were hitting home runs in baseball. I didn't mind it. The only reason I minded it is because I didn't want kids doing steroids. But I mean, if you're a grown ass man and you want right. to shoot up your body to make money, that's up to you. <laughs> um, but, you know, once kids feel like they got to do it, that's when I was like a, kind of against it. Right. But as far as these shoes, eh, I don't know. I just think they need to, to come out with a, a, a definite rule on them. Because right now, why sign up? Why would, if you were an elite runner, why would you sign with anybody else? The Nike? Yes. Why? Because you're not going to win. <laughs> I mean, everybody <laughs> that has been busting world records are Nike signs. Exactly. So. Yeah. Now, it, I mean, you can look at it two ways. You can say, well, that's just because Nike sign, fi- signs the fastest people. Right. They you got, can't, they you have can't, the money and the clout to be yeah, able to do that. Yeah, they sign the fastest people. You could say that, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that that I think that Saucony has some um, some pretty good runners on their side. Of course, they're not dropping two hundred ones, but they're 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 working to get closer. You yeah. know what I mean? So. I mean, Jarrett Ward and, you know, Patrick, oh, not Patrick, uh, Parker Stinson. They're mm-hmm. doing their thing. They, you know, have done some, definitely done some things, and they're running in Sockneys. But, of course, it's not times that Nike has been putting down. But I don't think we can underestimate those guys because they will be in Atlanta in February. Well, so. I mean, I'm going to be happy to see them in February. But, yes. I mean, I, I don't know what they're going to do in July in Tokyo. 
Because well, it's going to be. Well, we have to see. It's going to be. Well, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to continue to to put down the, the smack. Are they all going to be Nike signed? We don't know. Y'all let us know what y'all think. Let us know. Will everybody that's busting world records, will they all be Nike signed? And will they be wearing the either the Alpha Flies, which are not out yet again. And I hear people that say they'll pay $500 for the shoes, but they're not out yet. Or will they be wearing the next percent? Anyway, uh, I'm pretty sure they're all going to have Alpha. First off, they're all going to have Alpha Fly. Mm. They'll put Alpha Fly out just okay. in time for the Olympics. They're coming. Yeah, they're going to put them out coming. just in time for the Olympics, I guarantee you. If not, you know, before then. And they can say, hey, it's open to anybody to wear them. Right. Yeah, you're right. So, it is what it is. Okay. We'll see what they do with them stacks. But it is, it's, it's definitely been a very, it's probably been the most interesting 30 days in the um, running world. In the running world. Yes. It's, you know, in a while. I mean, mm-hmm. everything from, you know, Bekele, Kipchoge, Bridget. Mm-hmm. Um, when did um, Kamuru won the half? When did he run that? That was, that's been about two months ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's two months ago. Alberto Salazar with the doping. Yep. I mean, it's just been a really interesting time in in the running India world. India and her race. In, India, <laughs> her race. <laughs> I mean, the race, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's just been a real interesting time in the running world. Uh, this is the time I don't, I mean, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. Yeah. I'm sure we'll have some goodness. (laughs) I'm sure there'll be something else for us to talk about. Something for us to discuss. Anything else? always do. No. You good? I'm good. You got it all out? I got, I think I got it all out. You got it? Y'all just continue to be great. Everybody's going to have bad days. Don't get down on yourself like I did. Uh, pick yourself up. Dust yourself off. Keep pushing. And do what you got to do. Exactly. Now, if they want to hit you up and just kind of say, keep going, India, how yeah. would they do that? So you can find me on Instagram at I underscore of underscore Indigo. That's E-N-D-I-G-O underscore runs. That's I of Indigo runs. You can also email me at milesfromindia at gmail.com. And I'm on Facebook at India Cook. Well, you can reach me at Thomas W. Mitchell 2 at Gmail or at TMitch68 on Instagram or at the Run Duo's Instagram page. Yes, hit us up. We both are on that page, so just hit us up. Exactly. Thank you for all the love and support, guys. Y'all are awesome. Peace. Bye.